The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine. And we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept. And one we will explore today on the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe, and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from absolutely gorgeous Scottsdale, Arizona, but it hasn't been gorgeous all week. It's been really cold here. In fact, it was so cold that the water froze in the dog's dish outside. They had absolutely no idea what that was or what to do with it. These dogs only know warmth. And so it was an experience in living for all of us. Please, please, today visit the Self-Improvement Blog. You could go there now. It's theselfimprovementblog.com, all run together. Because you're going to find a picture of our guest, a review of his book, some videos that he's done, and a wonderful article from his website called Be Passionately Alive. I personally think it's one of the best articles I've ever put on the blog, and I really encourage you to read it. So you can listen and go there at the same time and see what I'm talking about. There are so many articles and books these days asking uh, for you to know who you are, to know your real self, to go within. They call for introspection, meditation, contemplation. They, they ask you to get to the core issues of who you are. Now, some of you shake your head and wonder what all this talk is about and say what you see is what you get, and that's that. Now and then, someone comes along with new thoughts about it, and a lot of us really kind of get tired of this routine, but sometimes there's a breath of fresh air, new questions, and sometimes there are answers and books that make your head spin. Now, sometimes after the initial surprise of a new way of looking at things, your mind and heart says, Hmm, I can deal with this. Maybe I need to ponder this a little while. And that's how I reacted to our guest's new book, The Deepest Acceptance. Um, you know the line from the movie Jerry Maguire, You Had Me at Hello? Well, Jeff Foster had me when I read his very first page, which is a quote from the Sufi mystic poet and my personal favorite, Hafiz, who says, I wish I could show you when you are lonely or in darkness the astonishing light of your own being. Um, that's how I feel about this book, The Deepest Acceptance. It shows you the light of your own being. Jeff Foster studied astrophysics at Cambridge University, and don't ask me to explain what that is. You're going to have to look it up just like I did, and it's uh, not an easy topic. Following a period of depression and physical illness, he embarked on an intensive spiritual search that came to an end with the discovery that life itself was what he had always been seeking. He resides near Brighton, England, and spends his time speaking, teaching, and writing books about his experiences 
and insights. Now, I know some of you cringe with that, but, you know, this is different. This is something you need to take a look at. Jeff has authored a number of books. His latest, The Deepest Acceptance, Radical Awakening in Ordinary Life, um, makes me think of, you know, before enlightenment, carry wood, chop water. After enlightenment, carry wood, chop water. Chop, no, that's not right. Carry, <laughs> carry water, chop wood, carry water. I'll get it. I know that saying quite well. The deepest acceptance is about a commitment to the way things are right now in the midst of present experience, in the midst of whatever is happening, even if what's happening is discomfort and pain and a longing to be free. It is such a pleasure for me to welcome to the Self-Improvement Show, Jeff Foster. Jeff, welcome. Oh, thank you so much, Irene. That was one of the sweetest uh, introductions I've ever had. Thank you. That was lovely. Oh, <laughs> well, that's very nice to hear. I, you know, I only say, uh, you know, what I what I mean when I get ready to, you know, talk to somebody. Your book is really quite fantastic after you get over the shock of really having to think <laughs> to get it. <laughs> You know, and sometimes the writing has to sink into the heart and the soul because the mind can't quite wrap itself around it. Um, the first question I always ask, um, and I think for you it may not be a simple answer. My first question is always, tell us about yourself. Who is Jeff Foster? <laughs> Wow, I mean that—that's um, there's so uh, there's so many different ways of answering that question, aren't there? Um, you know, I could I could tell you that I'm uh, well, I'm, I'm a human being, just like you. Um, I, I, well, as you said, you know, I I write books, I I go around the world doing talks, I I invite people to. Well, it's interesting. I invite people to really ask that question. You know, the, yes, the very question do. that you asked me. Yeah. It's <laughs> basically about answering that question. It's true. It's true. It's, it's something, um, it's something that, it's a question that we all have to face at some point in our lives, I think, is who, who am I really? You know, who am I truly? I mean, you could answer that question on a, on a quite a superficial level, I would say. You could say, you know, you could tell the, the story about who you are. So I could tell, I could sit here and, you know, tell you the story about my past and what happened when I was five years really old. Are? Is your story who you really are? Well, that's the question. That's, that's exa- exactly the question. Um, what I invite people to do in my book, really, is just stop and, and take a look in this moment. I mean, the question really is not who were you back then, you know, no, but who are you in this moment? Because, you know, often when people are answering that question... You know, we, we go back into, into memory. We start telling a story um, about what happened, my successes, my failures, my achievements, you know, things that went right, things that went wrong. And we, we tell a story about the past and maybe about, you know, the future, what might happen in the future. So a really interesting question is, well, without going into the past, without going into the future, can you, an- can you begin to answer that question? Who am I in this moment? Who am I right now that's a really interesting question um and what's your really interesting answer (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well, you know, what, what, what I invite people to do sometimes is just, um, is just stop for a moment and, and just get in touch right now with, with the sense of being alive. You know, just the, the sense of existing. I mean, every human being on the planet has, has that basic sense of existing right now, a sense of being alive, a sense of being here. And, and you know, you've always had this sense, even when you were a little child, you know, you, you, you always had this sense of existing, be, being here, being present, being alive. So your, your physical body has changed, you know, your ideas about yourself has changed. Um, everything in your life has changed, you know, but so then the question becomes, well, what, what hasn't changed? What has always been here since, since you were very, very young and maybe, maybe even before, you know, what, what about you really hasn't changed when everything else has changed? What hasn't changed? Because then we're really getting into that question, well, who, who are you really? Because the truth is that who you truly are, and this is, this is what I suggest in my book, you know, who you truly are doesn't change. So thoughts come and go, you know, your ideas about yourself come and go, your, your, your sensations come and go, your body is always changing, um, your, your ideas about the world come and go. So then the, the question becomes, what doesn't come and go? What has always been with you? What, what has always been present? No matter where, you, where you've been in the world, no matter what physical location you're at in the world, whether you're here at home on a sofa or whether you're traveling, whether you're in India or Australia or you know, however old you are, whether you're five years old or 95 years old, what's, what's constant throughout all of that? So this, these, these are really interesting questions that often we don't, we don't stop and really take a look at because we're so involved in the story of our lives, you know, the story of our past and our future and trying to become something, trying to reach our goals, trying to get there wherever there is, we very rarely stop and actually take a look at where we are now. And, that, and that's really what I invite people to do in the book, is stop and take... And I realize I haven't actually answered your question at all. No, but you answered to some... <laughs> no, you haven't, but the answer is, is um, so interesting and so... It is and it is not individual. If you go back to where you started in the book, that we're consciousness, mm -hmm. you know, um, that's not exactly a definition of who we are, but it's a starting place. So let's get to yeah. know you a little better. Uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about your website. Why don't you tell people how to find you so they can go to your website and maybe take a look while we're doing this show sure well the How website do they find you? yeah the website is um lifewithoutacenter.com um lifewithoutacenter.com and, and really that that um the clue is in the title really uh lifewithoutacenter.com you know we we live with this assumption that there is a that, that i am a i'm a, a me you know this this is this is the the core assumption you know, right at the heart of our lives is that there is a there's a me here, and I, and this um, this is something that we very rarely stop and question. You know, when you ask someone who are you, they'll probably reply, "Well, I'm me." I'm yeah, me. I'm me. I'm me. But what do we really mean by that? You know, because this this me that we think we are is always changing. You know, thoughts are coming and going, sensations are coming and going, and if, if anyone 
you know, listening to this, I mean, if you've ever meditated, you've just, you've just sat down for a few moments and closed your eyes and just begun to notice, you know, the, what's actually happening in, in your present experience. What you start to notice is something fascinating is that everything comes and goes in, in present experience. There's never anything fixed. You know, you, you just look at thoughts. You watch thoughts. Thoughts are always appearing and disappearing. That's, that's their nature. You know, and sensations. You, know, you, you look at present, the sensations that are appearing right now, and you, you notice that they're always coming and going. No, no, no thought stays forever. No sensation stays forever. Feelings as well. You know, throughout your life, all, all kinds of feelings have come and gone. You know, the greatest sadness or joy, bliss, um, anger, you know, all these these feelings throughout your life have, have always come and gone. So that seems to be the nature of, of present experience, that it's, all, it's moving, it's changing. Um, so I think by, by the word consciousness, um, I mean, I, I use the word consciousness, or some people use the word awareness or presence. Or I mean, this, this is the thing. We've invented so many words over the years. So it's very and, difficult to express some of the things we need to express yes, with the words yes. we have available to us. Yes, it's, it's, well, it's impossible, I think, because ultimately, you know, what we are is so, um, alive. It's a living thing. So it can't be captured in, in words. In words. It can't be captured in words. Because in a way, it's not this thing or that thing. What you are is everything. It, it can, what you are, um, it allows, it's, I mean, this is, this is the way I talk about it in the book, actually. It's, it's a lovely metaphor. I think it's really helpful. Um, I talk about who you really are, who you truly are, as like an ocean, a vast ocean, which is which is ever which is always present. You know, how, however old you are, throughout your life, you know, whatever your body's been changing, everything's been changing. But this this ocean, the ocean of you, this is what I call it, the ocean of you has always been present. It's always been here, but within that ocean of you. Again, call it consciousness, call it awareness, call it, um, you could call it spirit. I mean, some people even call it God. You know, you, you could, um, pick your favorite word. Because ultimately the, the word isn't the thing. You know, the, the word can't capture it because it's so alive. But, so within this vast ocean of you, all these waves, like thoughts are waves, sensations are waves, feelings are waves, all these waves naturally come and go so thoughts come and go sensations come and go a wave of sadness a wave of pain a wave of fear but the the point is that who you are who you are allows the wave but who you are isn't defined isn't defined by the wave you you so you are this this vast ever-present ocean which which ultimately can't be defined it can't be um captured in words. And, that, and that's why it's so ironic in a way, you know, writing a book about who you really are. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the metaphor of the ocean. And I, I guess, in a way, my mind wanted to take it a little further and say, as, as humanity, we're an ocean and each one of us is a wave. Um, you know, the, the metaphor can just continue on. Oh, it's true. It's true. Oh, it's a, I mean, it's a beautiful metaphor in a way. It's, it's, a, it's an old metaphor. People have used it before, but I think it's, it's a lovely metaphor because it's true. Um, you know, as all the, 
the ancient spiritual teachings have always been saying we we're all the same consciousness you know we're all we're all made of the same consciousness um so it's 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 the one consciousness uh, appearing as trees and flowers and mountains and and Irene and Jeff you know it's 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 the same ocean it's the same appearing, ocean it's the same ocean appearing as all these this incredibly diverse waves but then but this is uh this this is the wonderful paradox, you know, at the heart of existence. I would say is that it seems like there's so many separate things and people that the world is just made up of lots of separate things, people. Um, but actually, it's all the one consciousness. Yeah, it so, makes you so, wonder why, if we're all the one consciousness, we treat each other so bad sometimes. <laughs> because, well, this is what I this is what I say in the book. It's because we forget. We, we forget who we truly are. We forget that on the deepest level, you know, what we are, who I am, is who you are. As consciousness, who I am is who you are. And, and that's love. I mean, that, that's what I would call love, the, the recognition um, that I am, in essence, what you are, what he is, what she is. That's, that's love. So that never actually changes. It's just we, we forget. We forget. Yeah, that's um, always true. It's always true, but we, we forget this, this very profound truth of who we are. And, we, and then we end up identifying as something separate. We, we identify as a, a separate me. So then it becomes me versus you. And I, you know, my truth versus your truth. And my God versus your God. And my way versus your way. And I'm right and you're wrong. And I'm good and you're evil. And we, so we start splitting up. A reality that is inherently um, unified. Um, so we, I'm not saying that this is this is wrong. This, you know, I don't want to make a, a judgment about humanity. It is how it is. It's how it is. It's how it is exactly. And, now, and on if, that note, Jeff, yeah. it's time for us to take a break, and we'll leave our audience to ponder uh, this oneness. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Jeff Foster saying, "Stay tuned." We're going to be back with more. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at World Talk Radio. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at World Talk Radio and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Are you where you want to be in life? Are you experiencing the happiness that you're entitled to? How'd you like to improve your life and well-being? Take a weekly break to listen to Change Your Mind, Change Your Life with your hosts, Jim and Lynn Swearingen. You'll learn how hypnosis can truly help you rewrite the chapters of your life. You'll also learn to change perceptions of what hypnosis is and what it isn't. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel.
You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Jeff Foster, the author of the book, The Deepest Acceptance, which I highly recommend. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your website because the first thing I saw, other than the, you know, what the website was, on the masthead, you say this, the new spirituality, beyond dogma, beyond belief, beyond escape, a fresh encounter with life as it is. What made you choose that? Why Why do you say this? What does this description mean? Well, what I wanted to get across was, was actually you know, spirituality. Um, it's not what we think it is. Well, this is what I would say. Is a true spirituality, this is what I would say. And I mean, people are free to disagree with me, you know, of course. Um, for me, true spirituality has nothing to do with um, escaping um, ourselves as we are, or escaping this moment as it is. You know, often when we think of spirituality, we think about, you know, transcending our humanity, becoming, you know, becoming something else, becoming um, enlightened, or becoming awakened, or becoming something, you know, becoming something in the future. Um, I mean, certainly that's what I used to think spirituality was. I was trying so hard to be a spiritual person, you know, and saying the right things, doing the right things, believing the right things. And, um, and I, I mean, at some point in my life, I became obsessed with becoming enlightened, you know, and that became my, my new goal was to become enlightened. You know, I, I wasn't, I didn't just want to be Jeff. I wanted to be the enlightened Jeff. Enlightened you know, Jeff, yes. The enlightened Jeff, the perfect Jeff. Um, so I, I spent a long time just trying, trying, striving, striving, striving to become this very spiritual being, you know, this spiritual person, this, this enlightened, awakened, pure, perfect individual. Hmm. Um, and that's what I used to think spirituality was, was, was about escaping this moment and becoming something. Um, I guess, and what happened in my experience, that, that just became so exhausting, you always trying to escape this moment. Always trying and to. And you never something. get there. And you never get there. <laughs> and you never get there. And what what ends up happening? And certainly for me, what ended up happening is I ended up actually losing touch with life, losing touch with the moment, because I, I was trying to reach some future moment. You know, I was trying to. Basically, I realize now I was trying to escape. The moment I was trying to escape life, you know, escape thoughts, escape sensations, escape feelings, because I thought that that's what spirituality was all about. Was somehow well, not we being have, yeah, human. we have such a strange idea of spirituality. Sometimes you know, I remember some years ago, if you got sick, it was a sign that <laughs> there's something missing in yeah. your spirituality. You're not yeah. as spiritual as you thought you were if you got sick. I mean, that kind of thinking can drive you crazy. Well, yeah, and, and it, I mean, it did. It drove me crazy for a while because there were all these, these unreachable goals, you know, especially the, 
the goal of enlightenment, the goal of the, you know, the ab- becoming the absolute perfect being who never suffered, never felt pain, never, never had any thoughts. Nev- you know, it was, I mean, it became exhausting because there, there was, um, it's like this moment was never good enough, you know? That's really what it came down to, was I was never good enough. I could, I was never good enough. Um, this moment was never good enough. Um, and I was always comparing this moment, you know, these well, you know, we have written for us the lives of the saints who were yeah. supposedly perfect. We have stories of, of holy ones like Baba G, you know, and a whole history of people who were written about as if they were perfect. And, you know, isn't, we wanted to be like them. Yeah. And it's, it's a beautiful dream in a way, you know, and I, I think, Certainly for myself, years ago, you know, when I first heard about enlightenment and these perfect beings, it, it gave me hope. You know, I, at some point, I was, I was suicidal, and hearing about this possibility of enlightenment gave me real hope. But then at, at some point, what happened was I, I, I was holding on to those images, you know, and I was, I was always comparing myself with the image of how I should be. You know, the, the perfect Jeff, the enlightened Jeff. And I could never live up to it. And I, it was like I started to beat myself up, really, because I, I wasn't living up to these images. And so really what, what I suggest in the book, actually, is the perfection that we really seek is not, the, is not that kind of perfection. That's not, that's not what we're really long for, is, that, is um, to become perfect. That's not actually what anyone truly longs for. What we actually long for on the deepest level is to be who we really are. Which is um, what we actually long for then is is actually a total embrace, an embrace of our imperfection actually, which is like the last place you would ever look for enlightenment is in is in the messy stuff in in your imperfection in your in pain, the warts in, your in all parts in the warts and all, and that, and that's that's really for me in my journey that's where the whole thing began to turn around when I, I started to lose interest in escaping um, myself as I was and it was it's like I turn towards it was like a turning towards myself in in all my you know what's and all in all my imperfection and then finding a way to actually embrace um or accept as i say in the book to accept was there any faith. specific thing that helped you have that realization that you were going that you needed to go toward life instead of trying to escape it i mean that's such an interesting concept how did you get there well, again, that's 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 a, that's a big question, but um, I guess what I started to realize, um, I had certain insights, certain experiences, and they, what I started to realize was what suffering actually was. I think this this went right to the core of it. What suffering actually was, I realized, was the attempt to escape this moment, um, the attempt, to, my attempt to escape pain, my attempt to escape my sadness, to not really be with it. You know, to to try to get rid of it or numb myself to it or push it away. That was the real suffering of life. Um, I I used to think that enlightenment or freedom actually was all about getting rid of pain or getting rid of sadness. That's what I was kind of had been programmed to believe. And what, actually, you, how I, would you define enlightenment? Before we go any further, how how do you define enlightenment now? 
Well, what I would say is, I mean, I don't use that word a lot because I think it's, it's such a big word and I think it really confuses people. Yeah, you know? my question about it is, how do you know? <laughs> how do you know when you're there? How do you know when you're there? The thing is, you're, you're always there, actually, and you've always been there. It's not, enlightenment is not, yeah. an, it's not a state that you enter into. It's not a special experience. It, enlightenment, for me, is, is actually who you truly are as this, this vast ocean of being that's always present. In a sense, it, it's, it's what you tr- who you truly are doesn't need to become an awakened person because it's already awake. That, that was really the key for me, was realizing that. It's, that it was never about me, Jeff, becoming an awakened Jeff, or me, Jeff, becoming an awake, an enlightened Jeff. <laughs> it was about realizing that who I truly am was never really Jeff in the first place. That who I truly am is this vast ocean of being, of consciousness, um, which is who you are. This is who we all are. We, we are all consciousness. So it's, in a way, it's the consciousness prior to Jeff. So it was never about Jeff... Um, becoming enlightened it was always about recognizing who i truly am in this moment is is consciousness which which in a sense is already enlightened it's it's already it is the light you know who you are is the light that illuminates this moment these thoughts the thoughts you're having right now the sounds the smells that the 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 feelings the colors the um everything in this moment is being illuminated by the and light it was, it was that that you needed to come to in terms of acceptance, accepting who you are, that you are an enlightened person, that you already are awake. Was this, um, yeah, what brought you through? Yeah, it was, it's, I mean, there's, there's another, there's another way of saying it really is just realizing that who I truly am has always been present. It hasn't, it doesn't come and go. It's not something that you can find in the future. And it's also not something that you can lose. It's, it's, it's what has always been here. You know, it's, it's, um, it's not something that you, it's not a goal. Who you truly are is not a goal. It's, it's what, it's what's, it's the most intimate and familiar thing. It's, it's, the sense of being alive, being alive and present, being here right now, which is common to all human beings. And in a way, it's, it's so obvious and yet it's so overlooked. That, I think that was the shocking thing for me, was realizing that, oh my God, I'm, I'm alive. And that's, that's actually something that I never, <laughs> I never truly realized that. I never truly realized that, that actually it's this sense of being alive. This is what I'm actually looking for. But it's already here. That, and there was a, there's a great paradox there, actually. It's, it's something that everyone seems to be looking for. Is this what you term resisting life? Is, is this your period of resisting? Yeah, I, I think, um, I mean, my, my whole life until about six or seven years ago, I, I had lived in such, in such resistance to life, you know, always pushing away feelings, not really wanting to feel them, pushing away thoughts, not wanting to think them, you know, always, always trying to escape the present moment and, you know, longing for something um, in the future that I couldn't really name. I think, I, I would say this is the basic human condition as well. You know, we, we're, we're looking for, the, we're looking for something, you know, it's like we're all looking for something, longing for something, and we don't quite know 
what it is. Yeah. There, the, there's a song that Peggy Lee, I don't know whether you remember Peggy Lee, <laughs> was sang, uh, she, and it was, is this all, is that all there is? Mm. No, is that all there is? Um, and, and that comes to mind. Now, you're saying that we need to accept all these bumps in the road. It, yeah. And, 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 and as I say in my, in my book, actually, acceptance in the end isn't something that you, that you do. There's the sense that everything in your life is already being accepted. So that, that's really, that turns the whole thing on its head. It's not, it's not about me trying to accept this moment. It's not about trying to accept your life and trying to accept this moment. It's about realizing that in this moment, um, in a sense, what you're experiencing right now is already being accepted in, because it's, it's already happening. I mean, it's, it's, you created it. It's already here. Well, is that what you're saying? I wouldn't even say you've, you've created it. It's, um, because it, for example, if, if right now, let's take a concrete example. If right now, you know, you're experiencing some sadness or some fear or some pain, um, you know, it's about noticing, acknowledging that, that pain or that sadness or that fear, not running away from it. Not also noticing on a deeper level that, you know, this, this sadness, this pain, this fear, it's, it's already here, in a sense, it's it's already been a it's already being allowed to be here. Like who who you truly are, as the ocean, is already holding this wave. It's who, already it's really, here. It's already can, here. And we can accept it, or we can fight it, deny it, and all those other things. And that and that and that's true. And that and that always comes later. Actually, the, the fact that it's here, the fact that. This feeling is here. That's something. We, it sounds so simple in a way, almost simplistic, you know. And the mind says, "Well, of course, this is here." But what I'm suggesting is that that's actually a miracle. That's that's a real miracle that anything is here at all. You know that that's a real miracle that, um, that this this feeling is here. That this pain or this sadness or this fear or this joy, it's it's there's already enough space in you. There's already enough space in what you are. For this feeling, what you what are is, is there's already enough space. You don't have to make the space. There's already enough space in you for this, because what you are is vast, and what, there's enough space in you for everything. There's enough space in you for for pain and joy and sadness and and, and laughter and tears, and it, it all comes and goes. It all comes and goes. But what you are, it's like what you are is a constant yes to all of this. A constant yes. That's and on that note, we're going to let our <laughs> listeners chew on this for a moment. While we go to break, stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of the Self-Improvement Show. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword World Talk Radio. Step up to the microphone. View the finalists right now on VoiceAmericaKids.tv. America's next great star is waiting to be discovered. 
Step Up to the Microphone is an exclusive presentation for VoiceAmerica.tv, where you can see and hear America's next top child star. The program is hosted by Voice America's own Cassie Frazier, and new episodes will be available every week exclusively at VoiceAmericaKids.tv. You can say you saw them at the beginning of their superstar career. Tune in to VoiceAmericaKids.tv. World Talk Radio presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Jeff Foster. And we've been talking about some very interesting concepts that, you know, you really have to sit with and chew on a little bit. We've been talking about Jeff's book, The Deepest Acceptance, uh, Radical Awakenings in Ordinary Life. I have two questions here we, we need to look at. We were talking about, uh, you were talking about how we're open, how we're big enough to contain all this. You, know, you talk in the book about us being open space. What exactly do you mean by that, and what's the significance of it? Well, it's, again, I mean, as you said, this, um, this isn't really something that you, that you just understand immediately. You know, it's something, it's something to sit with and explore and take a look at. It's, it's not, this isn't a quick fix, you know, um, you know, this, my, my, my book is, it's not a quick fix. It's not, here's how to, Here's how to improve your your life. So no, here, yeah, you know, ten steps for better self-esteem. It's not that. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. Here's how to how to become the 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 perfect person, the the, the successful person. It's about questioning what you know, what does it mean to be a person in the first place. What does it mean to be a person in the first place? So I I always invite people, you know, in the book and also in the, in the meetings that I do in the retreats to just stop and. Um, take a look again. Take a look at what's happening in your present experience right now. Um, and if you just stop right now and, and bring your attention back to the present moment, you know you probably notice all kinds of waves coming and going in, in the ocean that you are. You know you probably notice all kinds of thoughts appearing right now. You know thoughts, images, memories. Um, you probably notice all kinds of sensations in the body. You know, very alive, very alive. Sensation is very alive, you know, and you probably notice maybe feelings, you know, all kinds of feelings. Uh, maybe there's, there's a sense of excitement that you feel right now, or a sense of maybe confusion. You know, some people will be listening to <laughs> this show. <laughs> what are they talking about? <laughs> what are they talking about? And, that, and that's great. This is, this is, you know, we're not trying to have any particular 
experience. We're not trying to have any particular feeling. We're, we're noticing what's the actual feelings that are here. We're not, we're not trying to change them. I think I might talk about meditation sometimes, and I think um, when we talk about meditation, often what people think that meditation is, it's trying to have a certain experience. It's right, all right, I'm going to sit down and have a... Um, an awakened experience, an awakening experience. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, have a, an experience of peace. Or I'm gonna have an experience of joy. But what I would say, true meditation is, it's actually being with your present experience exactly as it is, not trying to change it, not trying to push confusion away, for example, or trying to push sadness away, but actually noticing, noticing the waves that are appearing right now in the ocean that you are. No, notice, something, again, that's something we, we very rarely do, is just stop and notice or um, acknowledge. Very, we very rarely acknowledge what's actually happening in our experience right now. So when I talk about open space, um, that's another way of talking about this, 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 this vast ocean that you are, you know, what, what you are provides the space for thoughts. So what you are, um, and this is crucial, really, this is absolutely crucial, what you are is not made out of thoughts. Thoughts don't define who you are. I mean, that, that's the misconception that we have, is that who we truly are is, is defined by thoughts. But, you know, if you look into your present experience, you notice thoughts are always coming and going, and who you truly are allows that. But who you truly are doesn't come and go. So thoughts come and go, or what we call mind. A mind comes and goes. Thoughts are always coming and going like waves in the ocean, but the ocean of you always remains. So who you are provides the space for thoughts to come and go, provides the space for all kinds of feelings, both what we call positive feelings and negative feelings. What you are is the space for all of that. And the space is, space is I, I want to say huge, but I guess big enough to contain enough. all of these is a better way to say it. Yeah, that's very, that's very true, actually. Because in a way, it, hasn't even, it doesn't really have a size. You no. can't say space, space is small or space is big. But you're absolutely right. It appears to be big enough to hold your present experience, obviously. Because if it wasn't big enough... You wouldn't be experiencing exactly what you're experiencing. Exactly. (laughs) So there already must be enough room. And that's, that's something again we so easily forget is, is our spaciousness, our inherent spaciousness. And I like, I actually like the word, um, capacity. I, Uh I use that word a lot. I use that word a lot. Um, what you are is the capacity for this moment, the capacity for thoughts, the capacity for feelings, the capacity for sensations. So you, I like the word capacity because it doesn't have a, it doesn't have a, you know, capacity, capacity doesn't have a fixed size. Right. But it's, 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 um, but you appear to be the capacity for whatever is arising right now, even if, even if it's very intense pain, for example, you know, and, and this, this is really what I want to get across that. Often when we um, talk about acceptance, we, we think, okay, I, I have to accept. I have to accept this pain. And then we try very, very, very hard to accept pain. 
or to accept fear or to accept sadness. And, and sometimes we feel that we can, but a lot of time, especially when the pain is very intense, it's, you know, it feels impossible to accept it. Yeah, you want to say, excuse the language, but you want to say, screw this, give me something to stop this. Exactly, exactly. Um, so in, in the in the book, and this is why I called the book um, The Deepest Acceptance, because I, I actually, I talk about acceptance in a different way. You know, I talk about acceptance um, as in it's, it's not something that you do. It's not I have to accept life. I have to accept this moment. Um, what I invite people to to do is to take a look and actually begin to realize that this this pain, however intense it is, it's already accepted in what you are, in the sense that there's already enough space for it. There is already enough space for this pain, and that that is um, again that's something we so easily forget. We so easily forget that however intense life gets, and however intense our present experience gets that we, we, we are spacious enough to hold it. And in fact, we're already doing that actually without realizing it. It's, this is, it's already being held. Your present experience is already being held in, in the same way that you know, a mother would hold her newborn baby. In the sense there's that, that holding, that embrace is somehow in a very mysterious way, you know, in a way that we'll never really understand, I think. You know, really we're talking about something here that is beyond comprehension. It's beyond the mind's capacity to understand. And yet, and yet, it's, it's there. You know, and, and, you know, our present experience is, it's being allowed somehow. Some, something is allowing this moment. Something is allowing these thoughts and these sensations, these feelings. Something has already said yes to this moment. And, and again, this is, this is just a way of talking about it, you know, because then the mind is very clever. So it goes, oh, okay, so what's that thing that has said yes to this moment? It, yeah, our, our mind will invent all. I think there's a part of us that understands, even though our mind might not get it. On exactly. that note, let's go to break. Uh, we'll be right back with more with Jeff Foster after these few words. We're making it easier to listen to the World Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. best-selling authors, find tantalizing new books, learn the latest healthy living tips, and be inspired to coach yourself to success on Star Style. Be the star you are every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific Time on World Talk Radio. The Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and her health hero daughter, Heather Brittany, fire up the airwaves with upbeat, positive, life-changing talk radio. It's the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Thursdays from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Come play with us. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. 
You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon, my guest, Jeff Foster. And this is one time I wish we had about three hours at least for this show. Um, I understand Jeff's going to be in this country. So, Jeff, tell us a little bit about what you do and where you're going to be in this country and how people can get on your mailing list or know where you're going to be or how they can get involved in it. Give us those mundane details. Mundane details. Well, uh, to answer your question, what, what I do, you know, what I do in the um, my meetings and retreats and one-to-one sessions, really, I, I, I what do I do? I, I meet with people and we and we just explore this deepest acceptance, you know, um, which is remembering who we really are. So you do uh, seminars, retreats, workshops, seminars, meetings, retreats, workshops. Yeah, um, you know, we. Um, and meet with people in groups and we and we we just explore these questions together and we talk about who we really are and um you know what what does it mean to really accept the moment and then how to bring that acceptance um into you know ex- our experiences of physical pain in the places where we really struggle in life you know because in, in one sense it's easy to talk about acceptance but then how to actually live that and how to remember who you really are you know especially when you know, when you're experiencing physical pain, you know, and, and things things get really tough, you know, and, and of course this, the acceptance is still there. It's just it's easy to forget. So I, you know, I, 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 I in a way, I see what I do as as reminding people. Of and what, there are a lot of people who would like to have help with that. Well, I think I think really everyone's struggling with this. You know, deep down, everyone is struggling with this. You know, how, how to bring acceptance into our relationships. I talk about relationships, addictions. You know, if 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 we're battling with addictions, how to bring acceptance into that experience. And so I, I, I talk about. I mean, the core of what I talk about is this deepest acceptance. But we explore, you know, all aspects of life, pain, addictions, relationships. Um, By the way, I thought your chapter on addictions was absolutely outstanding. Oh, thank you. Uh, how do people get into one of your your retreats or, or seminars? Well, I, actually, all the information is on my 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 website. Um, I've got a list of all my upcoming meetings. I'm, I'll be in America. Uh, I'll be in Los Angeles, San Francisco in February, March, and hopefully, I'm, I'll be in Boulder, Colorado, at the end of March. Uh, but people can. I've, can look on my website, um, Facebook. I, I, I write a lot on Facebook. You know, every day I post something on Facebook. Um, I've got a newsletter that people can sign up to. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm everywhere. Give your <laughs> website know. again. Give us your website again. It's lifewithoutacenter.com. You can also find that in, in the little blurb about Jeff on the self-improvement blog. There's one question I just have to ask you before it's time to finish this show, and that's, you know, the tagline on your book is Radical Awakening in Ordinary Life. And ordinary life is, you know, taking care of the kids, going to work, paying the bills, you know, doing the laundry, cooking the meals, et cetera, et cetera. Talk a little bit about this. <laughs> well, yeah, this, this, is, this is the wonderful paradox of, of existence that um. On one hand, you know, we are 
consciousness. You are, you are consciousness. I am consciousness. On one hand, I am what you are. We're, we're all the ocean. And on the other hand, you know, you are this unique wave in the ocean. You know, there's the Irene wave, the Jeff wave, the, the John wave, the Mary wave. There's billions of waves. And as a wave, you know, as a, you are totally unique. You have this totally unique life. You're, you're a human being, you know, and a wonderfully imperfect human being with bills to pay and, and pain to feel and, 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 you know, you, you live in a world of impermanence where you don't always, you can't always get what you want and you lose what you have as, as the, the Buddhist teachings have always been saying, you know, life is, existence is impermanent. So then the question is how, well, how to live as both because it's not really one hand and the other hand. It's the same hand. You know, it's the, the, sound, exactly. one, the sound of one hand clapping. You know, it's, uh, you are, you are consciousness and that's true. And you are a human being and that's true. And we don't want to deny either aspect. Because I think so much of our suffering comes from pushing away one of those aspects. You know, we, we forget who we are as consciousness and we get totally lost in our, in our human suffering. Or we, or we, forget our humanity or, or we deny our humanity or we try to escape our humanity and actually the, so what I present in a way is, is a way of living as both as both and, and kind of walking, walking through the paradox of that and it's a, so awakening for me this is the thing awakening for me ha, has nothing to do as I was saying before with, with escaping everyday life with, with escaping uh, bringing up the kids and going to work and, and feeling sadness and feeling pain and feeling joy. All of that is included in awakening. It's just um, finding a place of deep acceptance within all of that. So all of that can carry on. Awakening doesn't, doesn't mean that you don't feel pain anymore. Awakening doesn't mean that you don't pay your bills anymore. Awakening doesn't mean that you don't feel sadness anymore. I think that's one of the funny um, ideas we have about awakening. It's, that it's a somehow an escape. It's not an escape. It means remembering who you are and fearlessly facing, you know, facing all these aspects of yourself. And, and this is sometimes what I say, that actually, you know, every thought, every sensation, every feeling, these are, these are never your enemies. Sadness, fear, pain, anger. You know, th these are waves of yourself as the ocean. These are movements of yourself. They're not your enemies. They're not attacking you. They are made of you. As, as, as the ocean of consciousness, all of these waves are, are made of you. So they're not, your, they're not your enemies. The present moment is not your enemy, although we might forget that sometimes. Sometimes um, it feels like it, doesn't it? Sometimes it feels like it. Yeah, so that, and, and that's what I love to explore with people is, you know, why does it feel like that? And, and when it does feel like that, I mean, are, we, are we forgetting something? Uh, and if we, if we forget something, then can we remember? Can we remember that actually this moment is not an enemy to be destroyed, but it's a, it's a, you know it's a dear friend, a, a dear old familiar friend to be met, to be embraced, to be felt, you know, to to be to be deeply accepted. It's an interesting concept. We're right up to the end of the show. What thought, Jeff, would you like to leave our listeners with today? I don't want to leave your listeners with any with any thought. <laughs> I want them to <laughs> I want to leave them with the exact thoughts that they're having right now. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever those might be. Is there anything that 
they need to ponder. <laughs> well, just it's it's an invitation just to to remember that you know this moment is it's sacred, and you know although. We, we we don't know what's going to happen in the future. We don't know, you know, we don't know if we're, get, we're even going to have it tomorrow, you know. Uh, but we have we have today and we have now. We have this moment. This is this is life. This is this is this is the gift, really. And and it's so it's not so much uh, leaving people with a thought. It's more leaving them with a um, invitation. I, I love that word invitation. Uh, invitation. An invitation to, to remember how precious. This moment is how precious life is, and 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 you know, for, I mean, for me anyway, the well, the only sane response I think to existence is is gratitude. Is absolutely, I totally agree with you. Next week's guest is Ari Nessel, who's literally giving away a thousand dollars every day to individual change makers and activists who are working to make the world, or just even their own community, their own place a better, more peaceful, and more sustainable place. So you might want to listen in. Jeff, you have been a great gift to us today. Thank you uh, so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. It's been, a, it's, been a real, it's been a real gift for me as well. Thank you. Well, let, keep me posted about other things that come along, and we'll have you back on. Oh, I'd love to. Thank you so much. Me too. You have a wonderful rest of the day. You too. You too. This is Irene with my guest Jeff Foster saying thank you for being with us today. Join us again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.